Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, where we will bring you some of the most interesting interviews and features from the world of tech. Visit irishtechnews.ie and check out our podcast section to explore all of our previous episodes. You can subscribe to our podcast using whatever your favourite app or service is by visiting anchor.fm forward slash irish-tech-news. Alexander, first, please tell us something about yourself for our audience. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Uh, so my name is Alexander Latreev. I'm a CEO and the founder of Solar Labs, an Estonian startup company which creates a blockchain-based cybersecurity services to protect people's privacy uh, and uh, digital rights all around the world. And uh, I have a background of uh, sort of a human rights activists, uh, digital human rights activists, when I was um, living in Russia uh, back in time, and uh, I was fighting for digital freedoms there. Uh, I used to be part of a Russian opposition movement led by uh, Alexei Navalny, who's currently uh, serving his uh, political motivated sentence in uh, Russian prison. And, uh, well, as I was lucky enough to flood uh, Russia to the West and uh, currently living in Estonia, I'm uh, continuing my efforts to provide people with the means to help them stay online, uh, avoid and circumvent censorship and uh, stay private. Okay, so this sounds like whatever uh, you're doing now is a logical progression of what you have been planning for before. Yeah, sure, of course. As we as as we discuss, uh, we currently developing a number of services that we started with my other company, B Security, back in 2018. And uh, since then, uh, nothing much changed. But in terms of ideology and in terms of values that we pursue, but uh, of course we evolve significantly in terms of technologies. Uh, so what projects or applications are you currently working now? Yeah, sure. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, so our main product that we are currently working on is uh, Solar VPN. It's the world's first uh, truly decentralized VPN service which is based on top of a blockchain. And uh, well, to explain how does it work, we can just take a look at the, at the Bitcoin, which is a great example of a decentralized currency, which cannot be blocked and cannot be controlled by any government or third parties. And uh, we took the same principle into our product and we made a VPN service which cannot be blocked by any government because there is no such centralized like server or centralized legal entity which serves users. Um, it's completely decentralized and it's uh, managed by community. We have thousands of servers all around the world, each of them managed by different legal entities or private people or or whatsoever and uh, basically what we did is we created a tool which can be used by so many in so different countries and so different conditions so they can access media freely they can avoid being surveillance by the government they can protect their traffic make sure that like big brother uh, won't be able to see what you're chatting about or what you are exactly doing in the internet and of course it's all about freedom uh it's about uh, giving people access to uh opinions that uh government would like to suppress it's about giving people a right to decide themselves what whatever they would like to read online or not 
And um, if we compare our service to other products on the market, which are like old school VPN services, such as, let's say, NordVPN or ExpressVPN or many others, uh, those are really centralized. The uh, all like all infrastructure there is binded to one single legal entity, which is basically NordVPN company. And uh, the governments, they are uh, like, they don't need really much resources to ban those services in their countries. For example, in Russia, NordVPN is mostly inaccessible because all the servers belongs to one company and they just like uh, banned IP addresses which belongs to NordVPN and voila, uh, NordVPN is no longer works for Russian people, for Russian citizen, and therefore they cannot access, access information about uh, war in Ukraine. Uh, and uh, therefore they have to only like basically they are able mostly to just listen what propaganda says inside Russia and uh, they don't know much about war which is happening in Ukraine and then don't know about atrocities which Russian um, Russian troops are doing there and uh, that's why we think that our product is uh, really important not in terms of technology but also in terms of social impact because if that product will have mass adoption, which we are currently actively working on. That means that there will be no chance for dictatorships any longer to suppress, um, like, sh spread of the truth and uh, truth media. And uh, that means that we will have less, uh, less such events as we have it at the moment. So you, uh, in the first place, particularly were attracted uh, to the DVPN uh, technology because of its social and political impacts. Yeah, of course. There is uh, like one of the most important uh, things of DVPN technology is that it's actually doing its job in the in the places where it's uh, where it's required to do so. For example, we have been uh, we were running VPN services with vSecurity, my previous company, back in 2019, and we had a lot of struggle fighting for being available uh, because government uh, was going after us and they were trying to ban our service as they were trying to ban many other VPN services. And DVPN technology is uh, is a real breakthrough there because it helps to bypass those uh, those difficulties. It helps to combat them and make sure that uh, you're actually able to provide services to your customers. So yeah, of course, VPN have a great social impact and uh, that's why we adopted it uh, in our application. And uh, I think that uh, uh, companies uh, which are uh, haven't haven't did that yet, uh, they are really missing the point. And those those who do uh, use uh, DVPN technologies at the moment, uh, like the future belongs to those companies. All right. So on another note, what is your view on the current state of global human rights to privacy and freedom of speech? Yeah, we see globally that uh, there is a like huge tendentions in the like huge trends in the all, all all over the globe uh, that um, governments uh, they are cooperating with big tech and uh, they trying to establish sort of a global censorship and global surveillance programs uh, first sight of it we got thanks uh, to Edward Snowden, who revealed information about uh, prison surveillance program. And, uh, well, that's only about U.S., he told us, right? 
but uh, such like alternatives to such program exists in mostly every country in the world. And uh, as we see, governments are like taking more and more step uh, steps towards having more control over communications, towards having more control over the media. Uh, well, we can even take an example of, uh, let's say, Alexei Navalny in Russia, uh, leader of opposition movement. His blogs, uh, like in social medias, are blocked in Russia, so people are not access, uh, not able to access them without VPN services. And uh, if we take a look at, uh, let's say, I don't know, maybe Donald Trump in in US, we can discuss his personality like very for a very long time for uh, for like hours, but uh, nevertheless. We see that he has some opinions and he has some followers. And uh, what the government did, along with the big tech, they basically banned people from uh, accessing um, things that Trump says. And they banned Trump from expressing his uh, beliefs and uh, his thoughts to his audience. And uh, that's, that's, that's the thing that shouldn't happen with the Web 3.0. And that's the purpose of decentralization as I see it, uh, to make sure that there is no such a big player in the internet which are able to decide for you which is it a good or bad. And the uh, term of good and bad should be gone from the internet censorship. It's like a social construct. There shouldn't be a such thing. Our mission is to make sure that there is uh, no global censor, that there is uh, no single like governmental entity or a big tech player which even capable of doing so. And like DVPN is uh, one of the steps towards that. So you have talked about DVPN, how we can use it uh, for ensuring their, uh, these rights. So uh, there are other technologies regarding uh, security and maintaining privacy and everything. So uh, what do you think? How can we use the current technology or develop them even more to ensure these uh, human rights globally? Yeah, that's a great question. So, yeah, first of all, we need to understand the model of threats that we have at the moment. The model of threats uh, to human rights all, all over the globe, to digital rights. And uh, as we see, the main issue there, that if at the beginning of the internet, where it was just starting... Uh, we remember that there was uh, like a plenty of this. There was there wasn't any like big social networks. There wasn't such giants as a Twitter or Facebook or like others. Uh, and uh, there were quite a lot of different like web forums, image boards, and uh, all that stuff. And it was like somehow decentralized, I would say. And uh, people actually had, let's say, digital sovereignty. And uh, at the moment, what we see is uh, as those giants were growing, as Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Meta, they call themselves now, yeah. We see that they now have actually, uh, like, ownership. You don't own the media that you post. You don't own photos that you have posted on Instagram or Facebook. You don't own posts that you have published there. Uh, Facebook actually do own them. And uh, our our global mission is to make sure that we can um, we can take back uh, take back ownership 
uh, on the digital content that people create and make sure that uh, we able to deliver them to the people's audience. And uh, in order to do so, there's like, as you mentioned, there's a different, uh, different tools that helps people at the moment to protect their privacy online. I personally believe that we should focus on the decentralization uh, as a main point of uh, mitigating uh, risks that we uh, uh, now have with those big tech companies. And uh, if we talk about such tools, I think all of them should move towards decentralization. As much as I see it, even though uh, these big tech companies uh, and giants, even though they are offering many options uh, showing us that do this and or turn on this option and you'll have full privacy or we won't record your data and everything. These tech companies have different types of options like that. But uh, we have seen from time to time that even though we follow those instructions and uh, turn on or off those options, they still have our data recorded. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so the thing is, uh, do you really believe that uh, it would be possible now or in near future that it would be completely possible to secure our privacy from these big tech companies or get around these loopholes? Well, really yeah, possible? yeah, yeah, of course. Of course, it will be. I believe so. And uh, well, of course, uh, there is no big surprise that uh, big tech companies are good at their lies and uh, they, uh, they do a lot to point and like act and uh, look like they are good guys. And uh, for example, Google claimed themselves as a corporation of good and uh, they uh, may like, there's many talks about how they protect privacy and so on. But in fact, what we see is they are actually one of the, like, maybe not one of them, but actually biggest uh, seller of your data to third parties. And uh, that's because of their advertisement network. And of course, in order to take back uh, your rights uh, to actually stay private and uh, to make sure that uh, you don't have your data recorded by someone else without your consent, we need to make sure that there's no even such a possibility. Because if there will be possibility for that, uh, someone will be doing so. And uh, in order to assure that, once again, decentralization is all about that. As we have software completely open source, so it can be publicly audited by many independent security researchers, as we will have all the infrastructure decentralized so we can make sure that there is like no one big center of uh, like data gathering uh, where someone is taking all your data together and uh, using it without your consent somehow. That's everything what uh, Web 3.0 stands for. And uh, as much as we moving towards that, uh, the less possibilities those big techs, big tech players will have. We can already see the impact, actually. As you, as you remember, it all started with just Bitcoin. And uh, now we see that there is a like, quite huge part of the uh, world's, uh, world's money is traveling without any sort of control uh, because of crypto. And crypto actually enabled people to transfer funds without being monitored, without uh, any permissions from the governments or banks, without any like bureaucratic bullshit, let's say like that. Uh, sorry for my French. Yeah, and uh, 
that uh, that that principle is now taking uh, now being took to other areas of the internet. For example, handshake DNS is a technology that allows us to prevent DNS tracking, which is which is really important. And uh, DVPN is another step towards that. And I think that each each area of our digital life, as it will be converted to decentralized way of doing so, the more privacy we're gonna have. I believe, like in five years from now. Uh, we will have Web 3.0 like fully established, uh, and uh, most of the things that you are doing online, you will be able to do through decentralized services, and uh, that will be a point where we can be able to safely claim that we actually have ownership over our data, and uh, we actually able to protect our privacy. And when it is being said that we not gathering your data that should be proven by technologies by open source projects and by everything that currently decentralized technologies are standing for now please share with us how can people learn more about you and your work if they want to yeah sure that's a great question uh so actually we have huge presence in the social media so feel free to get to our website solarlabs.ee and uh, there is a uh, links to our other social media such as telegram channel uh, twitter account uh, and many others uh, so for now follow us there since there is uh, no uh, no decentralized alternatives made yet but we are working on it and uh, yeah feel free to ask us questions in uh, those social media we will be glad to reply and look for solar dvpn and app store and google play uh, leave us reviews there uh, contact our support if you will have any questions in the terms of using our apps and uh, yeah stay tuned uh, we will be posting and uh, delivering more decentralized products in a short time and uh, is there anything else you would like to add or share with us I would also would like to mention that uh, as as long as you're striving to get uh, decentralized, you will be able to do so more and more as you using products that we are currently releasing. We have some other technologies upcoming which should be revolutionizing the way how you deal with your funds, and um, this is the product that we can we can safely claim that. It will be alternative to sort of new mobile banking, such as Revolut or N26 or Monzo or Venmo or other like payment services that we have at the moment. But it will be completely decentralized. And uh, yeah, once again, stay tuned to our social media to learn more about that as soon as we release. Thank you so much, Alexander, for your time and all that information. Thank you for listening to the latest Irish Tech News podcast. Check back every day for the latest episode. You can follow us on Twitter at Irish underscore tech news. On Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Irish Tech News. On LinkedIn, linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash Irish dash tech dash news. On Instagram, instagram.com forward slash Irish Tech News dot IE. And on TikTok, tiktok.com forward slash at Irish Tech News.